if we have a goal of being confident, of speaking powerfully, I don't think that it is enough. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mind Valley podcast. This episode is especially for you if you have ever suffered from social anxiety. Now, this is an actual issue that hits 60% of people, 60% of you out there identify, according to psychology today, as people who are shy or socially anxious. And I want to tell you what happened to me recently. I was invited to a networking event. So I walked into this bar. It was in New York. There were a ton of people around there. And all of a sudden, I just felt awkward. And within 15 minutes of walking in, making meaningless small talk with people and being stuck in a situation where I just felt awkward, I saw a couple of interesting people. They were in a deep conversation. I had no idea how to get in that conversation. I decided, screw it. I'm just walking out of here. Now, maybe I shouldn't have had done that, but I literally suffered from social anxiousness in this situation. This is why the topic today is so important. We know that loneliness is something that almost 50% of people in the Western world report suffering from, but often it's hard for us to get in the groove when it comes to meeting people. So today's guest is Andrew Horn. Andrew Horn has done so many amazing things in the world. Before the age of 33, he was selected by the World Economic Forum as Startup Boosts 33 under 33. He received the Mayor's Community Service Award in Washington, D.C. at the age of 23. But beyond all of his entrepreneurial success, he's been called the Dale Carnegie for the Digital Age by Forbes magazine. And this is because of his expertise in getting people to move into a state he calls social flow. So what you're going to learn in this podcast is how to overcome social anxiety, how to get rid of situations where you just feel shy in a large group, and how to move into this beautiful state of being where you just are able to move through a room and flow and connect deeply with people there. And we're all going to be in this situation at some point in our lives. And Andrew is going to break down a remarkable process for you that he calls the social flow process. So please welcome to the Mind Valley podcast, Andrew Hahn. Thank you so much for having me, Vishen. And I appreciate that introduction and acknowledging for so many people, you occur for them as this confident, successful entrepreneur, but to even identify that even successful people identify with these moments of social awkwardness, social weirdness, discomfort. It's just endemic to the human condition. And the more that we talk about it, the more capable we are of connecting deeply with people which is why I'm so excited to be here and talk about social flow. Absolutely. So now, first, let's talk about this problem. So you told me that Psychology Today said that around 60% of people identify as shy or socially anxious. What does that look like? You know, what I want to talk about is what that feels like. And so for those of you who are listening, it's like, think about that moment where you've walked into a room full of strangers and you feel that knot in your stomach. Think about getting up to speak in front of an audience and you start to stumble over your words. You feel yourself getting up into your head. It's thinking about that moment where you're just holding back, where you don't say what you're thinking because you're worried about being judged, whether people are going to like you. 
That's what I talk about when I mean social anxiousness, when I think about shyness. And it's just that moment of feeling inhibited when you're with people, not being able to speak clearly. And that's what I really want to speak to and what I wanted to create a solution to because we talk about loneliness. We talk about meaningful connection, the need for meaningful relationships. But at the foundation of all of that, the tool that we need to master to create those meaningful relationships for work, for our personal lives, is communication. And that's what social flow is all about. I see. Now, social flow itself, is this a concept that you invented? Yeah. So social flow was really kind of the manifestation of the past eight years of my life doing work in the realm of strategic communication. I was actually a social entrepreneur my entire life. And after I left my first business, which is actually, I don't know if you remember this, but it's actually a relevant story about my own path into the realm of strategic communication. My first business was a children's nonprofit called Dreams for Kids DC. We provide adaptive athletics for thousands of kids. So this is kids playing wheelchair hockey with the Washington Capitals. These are kids getting out on quad skis who've never been on the water before. And I was pitching at an event called Maverick Underground, which might sound familiar to you because you were also one of the speakers there. And I remember a moment there when I met you when I was 23 years old and you just got off a stage and you had just killed it. And you had this big audience of people standing around you. And I finally got my chance to talk and I really wanted to chat and see how you could maybe collaborate. And I remember that you were talking and I was so in my head because I was so nervous to be there as a 23-year-old entrepreneur that you had said something, but I was thinking about what I was going to say next and I didn't hear it at all. And so you just looked at me and I had nothing to say. And you're like, it was very nice to meet you. And that was our first interaction, which I'm sure you don't remember, (laughs) but I certainly remember it. But so much of my early anxiousness in social situations is what led me to seek this work is that I wanted to solve my own problems. So after I started my first company, I ended up getting into the realm of strategic communications. My mom is an author and consultant who's been helping authors, creatives to package their projects through proposals, through pitches, For 20 years, she started a conference for authors to successfully get their books bought. And after being an entrepreneur for five years running that company, I realized that the skills that she was teaching authors and writers were so relevant for entrepreneurs, the ability to articulate your ideas clearly and concisely. And so around the age of 24, I started something called the Intrigue Agency with her, where we basically started to create these tools and techniques to package story, introduce statistics, talk about the transformative shift you want to have in your audience. And I got so good at all of these tools to help people communicate clearly, you know, whether it was things like how to win funds and influence people, influence by Robert Cialdini. But at the end of the day, I still kept having these moments where I was socially anxious, where I was insecure, where I was having trouble just to speak my mind and be myself with people. And so social flow started to emerge after I read a book called Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And a flow state, for those of you who are uninitiated, is often referred to as the peak state of performance by athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs. And it is that moment where self-conscious rumination ceases to exist, where you become completely present to what it is that you're doing, and you get filled with this focused energy to create and do what needs to happen. And you might have experienced that, whether it's through some sort of athletic endeavor, whether it's through just reading a book or just watching a movie and getting lost into it. And as I looked at flow states and looked at basically how those are created, there's something called flow triggers. And the flow triggers are these things that you focus on that create this peak state of performance. And those things are intrinsic motivation. So focusing on what it is that you control. 
It's a clear goal, but you're detached from it. So it's understanding what it is that you want to accomplish, but you're not focused on that. Is you are completely present with the task at hand. So you don't have any story about what the future holds or rumination about the past. And last but not least is this focus on what you can control and detaching from the rest. And what I noticed as I looked at how we create a flow state is that it's all based on these internal motivators, things that we control in situations. And when I thought about how I've been spending so much time thinking about communication, interpersonal dynamics, so much of what I was doing was externally focused. It was focused on how you could do the right thing to have the reliable reaction with people, as opposed to getting in touch with these same triggers within us. What is my intrinsic motivation to be with people? What is my clear goal when I'm showing up? How do I want to be? What is it that I control when I'm with people? And so social flow is a practical framework that we can dive into that allows us to really harness the power of our internal motivation is the most powerful thing we have for communication and connection. Beautiful. I love how you said that. Now, from what I know, social flow is a three-part process, and there are three big questions that you ask yourself. Let's go into the three questions. So within the idea of flow consciousness, there's actually something that precedes our present moment experience, and that is our beliefs. It's the idea that there's something called the identity model of change. James Clear talks about it in his book, Atomic Habits. And it basically says that who we think we are determines what we do. It's basically the idea that we can talk about the results that we'd like to achieve and the behaviors that are going to get us there. So it's, I want to lose 15 pounds. So the behaviors are, I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm going to work out four times a week. But what we don't consider oftentimes is the third part of that equation is our identity, is who do I think I am? And if our identity doesn't align with the results that we want, our behaviors are going to revert back to the undesired behaviors. And the same can be through about communication. So I can say, I want to be curious. I can say, I want to be present. I want to be confident. But if who we think we are doesn't align with those new behaviors, it doesn't matter how many tools and techniques we have. So the first step of social flow is, who am I? And that's basically establishing a new identity that is going to subconsciously drive our actions in the direction we want. And so how do we actually identify and create this new identity? And so for so many of you out there who are entrepreneurial, how do you actually set an identity for a company? How do we drive our actions towards a collective vision? How we know we want to be? Values. It's like, Vision, what are some of your values for Valley? Our values would be personal transformation, unity envisioning or creating a better future. So even just a few of those things, right? And those values are so important for the company because people can look at them and they drive people's actions towards a collective goal, where they want to end up. And so if you think about how much time you spend with people, how important it is to communicate clearly, to be with people, but we've never been intentional about how we want to show up about what's important for us in those interpersonal situations. And so actually establishing our communication values. And this isn't a theoretical practice. There's a really beautiful way that you can do this. So for those of you who are listening, I'm going to give you an exercise. What I want you to do is ask yourself a question. What is the last time that I felt completely in flow, confident, expressing myself clearly with people? If you just look at a peak moment where you were with people. So for me, it was, I was on a TV interview earlier this week and I was being funny and I was being irreverent and I was passionate. So if you look at one of these peak experiences where you're with people and then you ask yourself, what values were being expressed? 
Because anytime you had a peak moment with people, I guarantee you, your communication values are being expressed. And so you can start to identify and articulate these values. That is, again, rather than limiting beliefs, you come back to, I care about being passionate with people. I care about expressing appreciation. I care about curiosity. So even establishing and articulating these values are going to start to subconsciously drive our behaviors in the direction we want with people. So that's the first step is who am I? And then once you have these values that are subconscious, that precede our time with people, then we get into step two, which is how do I want to show up? And this is really kind of at the foundation of social flow is before you are with people and while you are with people. This is a series of three prompts that allow you to connect with your internal motivation so that you can use that as a tool to connect and communicate clearly. So the first prompt is about establishing a clear goal that you're not completely attached to. And so Vishen, if you were just to do this with me, I'm going to ask you these three prompts and we're going to help you to tap into social flow in this interview. Okay. The first question is, how do I want to be? When we put our attention onto our intention, we're more likely to create the experience we want. So if you think about showing up in this interview, how do you want to be? Well, I want to be attentive. I want to be well-prepared. I want to be an avid learner. There you go. So he wants to be attentive. He wants to be a learner. He wants to be prepared. And so just by setting those intentions, again, he's anchoring into the experience he'd like to create rather than allowing kind of some of the subconscious rumination, anxieties that may pop in yourself an anchor into the desired way of being. So even if those pop up, you can come back to, here's how I want to be. And so the next is we ask ourselves, what do I want to know? And there's so many great articles out there about the best questions to ask in this situation. And I'm all for a great question, but the most powerful thing that you can start to hone to become a great conversationalist, to connect deeply, is to simply ask yourself this question. What do I most want to understand about the person or people I'm about to meet? If you ask that before any meeting, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a potential client, and you just consciously articulate what are the questions that do that curiosity justice, is that you are going to have this innate draw and energy to show up. You don't need to know anything. You don't need to be smart. The best conversationalists ask the best questions. The same is true for leaders, for coaches. And so that second question, what do I want to understand? Honing your curiosity. And so Vishen, if you were to think about this interview, connecting with me, what are the things that you're most excited to understand about me, the businesses I create? Well, I'm curious about this social flow formula. And so that is the main thing I want to get out of this conversation. I really want to understand the social flow formula and also how your mind thinks about this. Beautiful. So even there, and now we can start to think about the questions that do that innate curiosity justice. And before any session, whether that's with a friend, a potential client, just taking the time to articulate curiosity is going to give you energy to show up get out of your head. And then the third prompt, the third step of how do I want to show up is what am I thinking and feeling? And this is the process that becomes so present in a lot of the men's work that I do is allowing people to accept all of themselves is so often we resist anxieties and different things that show up with people and what we resist persists. And so this process of saying, what am I thinking in this moment? What am I feeling? Acknowledging it, identifying it, And there's a whole process about actually being able to identify anytime we're feeling bad in a social situation, anytime we're feeling anxious, it's because we are in some sort of story about what the future holds, something bad that could happen in the future. 
And so the whole process of asking yourself, if you're feeling anxious, what is the story that I'm telling myself about what could possibly happen? And then allowing ourselves to simply identify what am I thinking and feeling, coming back to presence, acknowledging that, and consciously integrating that into our communication. And so these three things, these three parts of how do I want to be intention? What do I want to know are basically curiosity. And what am I thinking and feeling coming back to presence is how we tap into our internal motivation. So I want to recap. So the first question is, who am I? And here you brought in James Clear's model of understanding your identity. Like, what is your stated identity? Who am I? And by the way, just a side note over here, for those of you who want to listen to James Clear, I had him on this podcast several months ago. So search for the James Clear episode, his book, Atomic Habits. I picked that book as one of my recommendations for must-read books of 2019. We had big fans of James Clear here on Mind Valley. First question again is, who am I? Now, the second question is, how do I want to show up? And there are three aspects to how do you want to show up? So the first one is, how do I want to be? The second is, what do I want to know? And the third is, what am I thinking and feeling? What do you want to be? What do you want to know? What are you thinking and feeling? So that's the second question. How do I want to show up? And now, we're about to go to the third question you have to ask yourself, which is, Andrew? Why do I care? Why does this matter? And the way that I want to position this is that if we have a goal of being confident, of speaking powerfully, I don't think that it is enough. And I want to reference a beautiful story that not a lot of people know. And that's the story of Abraham Maslow and his hierarchy of needs. And a lot of people, when they think about the hierarchy of needs, they think about self-actualization at the very tip top of the period. That is the peak of human experience. But what a lot of people don't know is that Maslow formally rewrote his hierarchy of needs towards the end of his life. He established a relationship with Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. And after working with Viktor Frankl, establishing a friendship, understanding the importance of purpose to sustain, to actualize, he formally amended the hierarchy of needs. And so it's not self-actualization at the top of the pyramid. It is self-transcendence that to truly actualize the self, we have to attach to a goal that is greater than the self. And that can be a mission, a vision, can be a community, a cause. And so when we think about this type of authentic, powerful communication, we have to attach it to people and communities that we care about. We have to ask ourselves and identify that when we show up authentically as ourselves, we create space for others to do the same thing. Is that when we can detach from the need to be liked, to be perceived a certain way, it is going to empower us to speak clearly and confidently about the ideas and the companies that we really care about. And so this idea of connecting to conversational purpose is the third tier of social flow, is why does this matter? So when you think about speaking authentically, when you think about detaching from the need for external validation, why does this matter? And when you have that kind of conversational purpose, when you understand that it is ultimately going to be of service to the people that you care about, that it's going to liberate their own authenticity, that it's going to liberate powerful communication about those messages that matter, is that that is what's going to reinforce this entire idea and it's going to bring you back into social flow as your core modus operandi with people. I love that. Thank you. So now I want to pose this question to you. Could you take us through this in terms of questions you might ask yourself? So I want you to use yourself as an example. As you're going to an event, how would you answer these questions? The reality is that I did. Like before I hop on this interview with you, Vision, 
I woke up this morning, I chased my kid around the house for about 30 minutes, which is amazing. So I was feeling good. And then I sat down and asked myself, who am I? If I look at my core communication values, what I've established is, again, the values that I need to attend to, to express myself in the world. Those things are curiosity, authenticity, and presence is that I understand that those things are foundational to me being who I am in the world. And I have so many experiences of peak moments, whether it was on a stage, whether it was with clients, you know, whether it was with my team. And so anytime that I am with people, I understand that that is who I am and how I want to express myself. So having those three things foundationally ingrained into my brain, into my subconscious, just directs my behaviors in that way. Okay, so the first thing is, so you started your day with who am I? And now as you're coming up for this podcast, you're asking yourself, how do I want to show up? And you're answering the three, what do you call that? Sub questions under how do I want to show up? I would call those the prompts. The prompts, okay. And the first prompt is, how do I want to be? What was it for you? And audience, I want you to ask these questions to yourself as well. Imagine you were on this podcast. So how would you answer the question, how do I want to be? The prompt. Yeah, exactly. And for any meeting that you have coming up, important social situation, these three questions, you should get ready for it. So how do I want to be? Today, as I sat down, I said, I want to be passionate. I want to be present. And I want to bring in levity to just allow myself to have fun. So passionate, present, levity. Now, the second prompt, and again, audience, ask this to yourself, what do I want to know? When I sit down with you, what I'm so curious about is, you've already answered one of those, is did you have any sort of struggle or challenge with social anxiousness yourself. I want to understand when you think about communication, what's been most helpful for you because you've spent time with so many thought leaders in the world leadership. And I told you that, yes, the answer is yes. I still face it. Yes, I still sometimes walk out of networking events (laughs) because I feel awkward. Sometimes family parties because I suddenly feel awkward. So absolutely, I face social anxiety. And even there, like that curiosity opened up, I think again is, for the audience who's listening is a level of connection to you and your honest struggle. And that kind of authenticity is what connects people to us. It's what gives them permission to like really kind of open up themselves. And so I'm so excited to see what that does and what kind of messages this gets for this episode with you. And also, I just want to mention a, a great Bruce Lee quote. He says that courage is not the absence of fear. It is action in the face of fear. And that I really believe that confidence is not the absence of anxiety. It is action in the face of it. It's acknowledging that it's a very human thing. And so learning to really ground into our internal motivation to speak clearly during that is really important. So that's how I want to be. And then the last one, what am I thinking and feeling? And so this is the part about accepting all myself. And so as I get ready for an interview with Vision, I look at how I'm feeling and it's like, do I have a little bit of tightness in my chest? Yes. And so what I would used to acknowledge that was, is like, oh, I might feel a little anxious when the reality is that like anxiety and excitement are close cousins. So now I look at a little bit of tension here is this is something that I really care about. And so I look at that. I accept it. It's trying to make me pay attention to this. So I thank it. I accept it. And now we're talking about it from a conscious place as opposed to me denying. Yeah, you know, it's so nice when you articulate it that way because you really added some meaning to that. What am I thinking and feeling? Yes. And you acknowledge even if it's a negative or shitty feeling that you have, you acknowledge it. You don't try to feel bad about it. You simply acknowledge that it's there. Now we go on to the final question. Why do I care? And our audience, I want you to ask this to yourself. Why do I care? Imagine you are showing up on a podcast. And Andrew, what would be your response to this when you asked yourself this question before this interview? So why do I care? is because I dealt with so much of the social anxiousness, so much of the shyness 
for you know the better part of the beginning of my professional career through high school and through college this inability to speak clearly to show up authentically as myself to get in front of an audience without getting dry mouth and so i've dealt with these struggles and i spent the past 10 years really trying to synthesize an authentic framework to come back to myself to speak clearly to feel confident and comfortable with people and so why i care so much about this is because you know 50% of people identifying as lonely 60% dealing with social anxiety is that there are so many people that are dealing with these same things that I've experienced. And I know that when I come to the table authentically as myself, when I speak passionately and clearly, and I take the time to synthesize these tools, that it can help people to turn their social anxieties into a new level of confidence that's going to allow them to connect. And as we talk about, not only for professional success, but personal happiness, the ability to create these types of relationships is fundamental to success and happiness. And I care so deeply about that. Thank you, Andrew. And that actually also really helps us understand you. So for those of you who want to check out more of Andrew, go to his website. It's I-T-S, Andrew Horn. Andrew, as in how you'd spell Andrew, and Horn, H-O-R-N.com. And random miscellaneous fact, Andrew's wife was on our podcast just a couple of months ago. She is the famous entrepreneur, Mickey Agrawal, and her podcast episode was on creatively disrupting industries. It is an incredible talk. So listen to that. And Andrew, I want to recap your social flow method once again. So everyone here who's listening understands this. So the first question you ask yourself is, who am I? The second question is, how do I want to show up? The third is, why do I care? Now, you can go a little bit deeper on the second question, how do I want to show up, by asking yourself the three prompts. How do I want to be? What do I want to know? What am I thinking and feeling? But if we compress that, it's ultimately three questions. Who am I? How do I want to show up? And why do I care? So that is your cue. Those are the questions you want to ask yourself to help overcome shyness and social anxiety. And write that down if you can. Remember it and try applying it the next time you're going into a boardroom meeting that you're a little bit nervous about or a social occasion or a family wedding or you're about to get on someone's podcast. Thank you all for joining us here on the Mind Valley Podcast. And thank you, Andrew, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Vision. I really enjoyed the conversation. I'll see you guys next week. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review. And be sure to mention Andrew Horn in your review. We love sharing our reviews with our guests. And don't forget to recommend this podcast to a friend. So if you want to continue on episodes of our podcast, I would recommend check out our James Clear episode and check out that episode by Andrew's wife, Mickey Agrawal, on creatively disrupting industries. If you're an entrepreneur, that is definitely going to blow your mind and inspire you. So I'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought 
beyond your dreams. When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.